You know, nothing, uh, nothing happens without prayer. So vitally important prayer is. Uh, it's what put me where I'm at right now. Uh, as a young man going through crazy stuff, I had a mother and a father that prayed for me and ended up, here I am doing what I was called to do at 12 years old. Never thought it until I was 32. I knew it at 12, but never even thought about it until I was 32. Isn't it crazy how God is good? But you know, in the midst of that, I want to talk to you today about the, the topic that I enjoy talking about the most. You can't even pray without the Holy Spirit flowing through you. Oh, we can do our religious stuff, you know, but if you're going to move with God, you've got to know how to move with God and know God and understand God and know where God's at and what took place. You know, uh, it's so interesting. I had a, I had a uh, family that left church when I made this statement and hadn't been back years ago. God's in heaven. Jesus is at the right hand. Who's here? The Holy Spirit. Yes, it's Jesus. Yes, it's the Father. And yes, it's God. But for years, I never... I always thought the Holy Ghost was scary. I didn't understand the Holy Ghost because the last word was ghost when they used to teach it. But the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And it's, it's what directs us, what guides us, what talks to us. You know, uh, in Ecclesiastes 36, 26, it says, I will give you, in the New Living Translation, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. And, and I will take, I like this, I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. Now, just that alone I could stop. To think about what took place when you asked Jesus to come into your heart. You say, yeah, but I was an okay person. Well, you were because maybe you were raised properly, but you did not have the Spirit of God inside of you. And once you said yes to Jesus, everything changes in your life. Well, we know 2 Corinthians 5.17 says you're a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Well, if you believe this and understand what God's doing, uh, like we're having prayer and like, prayer it we know it's so important you've got to be able to be sensitive to the holy spirit that lives inside of you to know even what to pray and as a matter of fact he helps you pray when you don't know how to pray and i don't know if we'll get to that or not today but he literally is always with you and never leaves you never forsakes you and you've all heard this and know this but we've got to understand that it's placed in every believer forever once you say yes to jesus you have the Spirit of God inside of you and living with you always. I don't care what you're doing. If you're doing things that are wrong, you still have the Spirit of God with you. A lot of people think that if you're doing anything wrong, the Spirit of God leaves you. The Bible does not teach that. The only thing that keeps me from going on with the things that I shouldn't be doing is Him inside of me telling me what's right, telling me what's right, telling me what's right. The devil is always telling me what's wrong. You know, if you get up in front of people and you tell them you can't do this and you can't do that and don't do this and don't do that and don't do this and you can't do this at camp and you can't do this at the mission trip and you can't do this, you know what the kids will do? Exactly what you're telling them not to because we're not under law anymore. We teach them what to do. He teaches me what to do. When you read the scripture, and I'm not going to get there either, when you read the scripture where it says that he, he convicts you of sin, He's talking to the unbeliever there. 
I didn't get any response from that. He's talking to the unbeliever about the judgment. He's talking to the unbeliever about understanding righteousness. And then once you're saved, you know you're righteous, and he teaches you, and he talks to you about the right thing to do. And he tells you, he doesn't say, you shouldn't do that, you're going to die. He says, son, if you do this, you're going to live. Son, if you do this, you're going, to, you're going to get better. Son, if you do this, you're going to be honored. That's like all the teachers we just honored. Right now, they are in a battleground. I mean, it's a battlefield because there's so much respect been lost with authority because of the enemy. They don't have the same kids that back in my day. My goodness, I can name off the teachers I had and, and, and what they did in our lives and uh, my, my track coach, who's also a teacher, he, as far as I'm concerned, the best one. Why? Because he taught me how to do. He didn't beat me up. He didn't knock me down. He, uh, so I, I give them respect. But now, the teachers don't even give respect, for the most part, in the, in the public schools and stuff. So the kids don't give respect. So where's it going to end? The only place it's going to end is us recognizing who lives in us. I don't care what your age is. If you're born again, you've got the same active God as I do. All of us. I don't care what your age or where you are spiritually or how long you've been born again. If you're born again, you you may not have the maturity yet, but you've got that Holy Spirit speaking truth to you all of the time. Even truth you don't understand. He's always talking to us. He's always confronting. He's always with us. John 14, 16 says, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Parakletos is the word there. He, he, is, he is the one that, that is always there. And, and what's interesting about the helper, he's talking about our Holy Spirit. I used to always say, and I still occasionally say, the Holy Spirit. He's not a the. He's the person of the Holy Spirit. He's the person. He's that person. He, he is our Holy Spirit. He, he is. He's God. I mean, that, think about that. And we don't think about this enough. We have the living God inside of us. We have the very triune God with us at all times, always encouraging, always. Well, it, it says in, in John, it tells us that he's our comforter. He's the one who's always with us. He's the one who refreshes us. He's the one who, when, when, when it's like Hartman's lost, Dale Hartman lost his mother. Well, who immediately steps in? Our Holy Spirit steps in and he comforts the family of the lost, even, even at her age. And, and she's old enough now that she was having bad health and she, 90, Dale, where are you at? 94 years, 94 years old, so had a full life, so toward the end when things were really bad, Lord, just, just take her home. That's what we're saying for dad. dad. Dad's totally blind, totally can't hear, and he's totally in a, in a chair. Could you imagine my dad, you sit over there, totally just in, his hands all pulled in, and you're going, God. But see, God knows the lives he's touching in his way at that nursing home. You know, we see dad's ornery side, and any nurse I've talked to over there said, oh, we love him. Well, why? Because of what I'm talking about. Because of this fruit that's inside of you, it's dominant in your life. If you let it, it's in charge in your life. If you let it, he, he, he's our comforter. He's our counselor. 
Oh, you got something going on in your life? Let me promise you, he is right there to give you. Oh, he even tells us, you need wisdom? Ask me. I'll counsel you and I will share with you the right thing to do, the right way to act, the right place to be. We had a little misunderstanding at the track meet yesterday and we thought they were telling us to get behind the fence just the line because they weren't doing the high jump. So we had all this area where we could be standing and watching the takeoff when the, when the kids ran track. Oh, by the way, uh, St. John's won the state regional and they're going to state in the 100, all the relays, the long jump, and I don't know, there's a whole list of how good they did. But we were there, and we misunderstood. Well, all of a sudden, there was an explosion from one of the authorities that come across and just screaming at us, and we were like, well, how quick did our response want to be? To the point that they were trying to slam the gate and push us out, and a little girl got her foot hung up, and Brad, as strong as Brad is, said, let the little one go because she was caught would have hurt her leg all because of the fruit not moving like the fruit normally should be moving in other people's lives and in mine for just a moment there was like what and then I realized oh we he meant behind the gate where we can't see nothing at all what leads us what directs us what guides us your temper your anger your way your selfishness or your counselor or your comforter or your helper. He's my comforter. He's my counselor. He's my helper. These are all in the scripture. He, he's one to aid me and assist me all the time. He's one, he's one to always, he's, the crazy part is, I think he's, he's going to help me out when in fact he already knows what I already need and he already got it, he's already got it ready. So that's quite the helper, a, a person that knows. That's hard to find now. A good helper that looks ahead and does the job before you have to tell them what to do. But we've got that all the time. We've got our Holy Spirit leading us and directing us all the time, knowing what we need and having it ready. He's my helper. He's my advocate. Now, these are all things that the comforter is. He's my advocate. Well, what's he? He's, he's my lawyer. He knows the truth. Oh, <laughs> Homeland Security now, if you haven't caught the news, Homeland Security now has got a new group of people that's going to tell us the truth. They're going to decide who's true in what they have to say. I, can, I, can, I could get on their committee and tell them the truth. This is the only truth. Let's get back to the truth. And let's, let's put you in jail when you lie. That will eliminate the lies. Well, the best thing to eliminate the lies is get everybody saved. But understand what I'm saying. He's my advocate. And so he is speaking the truth in every situation. And he's bringing the truth forward when, when, when lies and, and everything gets twisted. The truth is always in him who is always in you who will always speak. That's why you should, that's why you should always speak the truth no matter what's going on. No matter what the sin, if you're guilty of what you did, just tell the truth and you're going to be better off than lying about something that you did that you shouldn't have done. We all do. Just walk in the truth. Allow the truth to flow forth. Allow the, the truth. He's our intercessor. I love that. 
says he's sitting at the right hand of the Father interceding for you. Jesus is interceding. Jesus is praying always. And then we've got scripture that tells us that when we don't know how to pray, he is interceding through us. And we all know that's speaking in the spirit and speaking in tongues. He, he's, he gives us those words that nobody understands, but yet he does. And it, it's, it's a one-on-one -on -one phone call with God. I'm one that uh, I can pray for everybody, but I run out of things to pray for everybody. Well, here's a situation where Jesus is praying for everybody, and he knows exactly what to pray. This is what lives in you and I. This is that spirit that lives in you and I, and it's always there. He's my, he, says he, he says he's my strengthener. He's the one that builds me up. He's the one that says, you can make it, Ron. You can make it, Ron. It'll be okay, Ron. Those, those times when I, when I walk up here and I just feel like, oh, my gosh, I can't do this. He immediately says, yes, you can. Yes, you can. He doesn't, the one that's telling me I can't is the enemy. The one that says, you have to do it this way is my enemy. The one that says, this is the rule, he's my enemy. The one that says, do right. Here's the right rules. Here's the right things to do. There's a way to even tell them what not to do and what to do with the Holy Spirit. And that's how we have to be. We've got to be, Tony's a good example. Tony's one of the best teachers I've been around. We, we've, got, we've got a nine-hole Frisbee course at, the, at my house that we're getting ready to turn over to the church. And Tony has YouTubed and studied and he can watch anybody throw, and he can tell you what you're doing wrong. But he makes, he does it in such a way that you feel good about it. He's the same way with sound. He's excellent with sound, and he, he can go back and help anybody that's on sound. Why? Because the Spirit of God, when he, when he gets in that mode, the Spirit of God is what's leading and directing Tony. I mean, I can throw a frisbee, and he'll, he'll tell me immediately what I did wrong. Well, somebody that's just, you did this wrong. Well, you're not, we're not going to listen to those kind of people. And if I would listen to him, I could get better at throwing a Frisbee. You say, well, why would you want to do that? Because I want to beat him and Brad <laughs> and Jeff. I haven't been able to throw because of all my health situations. And I've walked with them when they come and play. And I've watched them from the first time they threw their Frisbee to where they're at now. It's like I told him a few times. I said, you guys don't even believe how much you've improved. I mean, we had Mark Hoffman had a hole-in-one with a Frisbee. Now, that's almost impossible. Why? Because they follow the leading of the Holy Spirit in teaching each other, really, because that's, that's what they got to do is helping each other. Follow what I'm saying. That is what lives in us. That is what every day of our life... In school, if you guys would just follow the Holy Spirit, you don't cut down people that aren't like you. You just love them where they are. Yes, they're doing things they shouldn't be doing, but you just love them where they are. It doesn't tell you to be the judge. It tells you just to love them where they are. Just accept them at, 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 where they You don't have to hang with them. Just love them where they are. Don't cut them down and criticize them. Even in your thought pattern, don't go. It says he's my standby. Well, he's my standby. That means he's just, all, it doesn't, he's just not waiting on me. He's always with me. He's always taking care of me. He's always right around me. He's always with me. He's, he, he's with me. See, God wants, God wants all of this. My point in all this is God wants all of this to flow through all of you. Wherever you work, whatever's going on in your life, whoever you're around, 
He wants that to flow through you. And it, it can flow through you because he's designed it that way. John 16, 14, the New Living Translation, he will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. In other words, he's always speaking. And if Jesus is talking to me, then Jesus is telling me something good. He's never out to cut me down. He's never out to condemn me. He's always out. I was taught that he squashes you. I was taught that if you didn't do right, watch out. If you didn't do right, all these things are going to happen to you. Things do happen because of your choices. Those are consequences. But I'm talking about God's not the one that is going to get me. He's the one that's going to help me. He's the one that's he, he draws us by his love, the word says. That's how he draws us. Well, love, listen, love is not an emotion. Love's a choice. Man, you're quiet. If love, if love was an emotion, I fell out of love with Connie 47 million times in our 47 years. Well, maybe not that much. But when times are tough, that's when you choose to love. When people are doing things you don't like, that's when you choose just to love them. Well, what's love? What, what, is, what is a choice of love? Love is just accepting them for who they are and let God take care of them. Well, that all is part of what I'm talking about. That that's inside of you can help you through that and walk with you. Acts 1a says you, re you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit come upon you. Well, that, that's not a, a second thing. When I first was, was learned about this, I thought that was something extra. I didn't know that the minute I got born again, I had it. Once I recognized I had it, then I knew I had it. I've got the power of the Holy Spirit flowing through me. And, and when I move in his leading and directing, I can tell the difference. You all know when you, the areas you're gifted in, how easy it is for you to do some things. That's God's anointing in you. I could never be a doctor. Oh, they'd all be dead. But Doc's got the anointing for that. That's what he's called to do. Teachers, I feel in my heart, those that are called to that are called as a teacher to put up with what they put up with. It's like a there's a nurse, then there's a nurse. And you can tell when you get involved in it, if you're called to be the nurse, that's where you need to stay. If you're called to be a nurse, but not with people, then get into some of the other nursing things that doesn't deal with people. Follow what I'm saying. Why? Because that's where your anointing is. Brad can sell you a refrigerator in the Arctics because he's anointed to do that. And he's honest. Scott, who did I say? Brad. Now, Brett, Brett's different than Scott. Because we're all different. Everybody here's different. Everybody's got their gifting in little areas. Some people are more gifted in, in a lot of different things, and they can, they can do, and they, can, they understand. And God's built us that way, but it, it's him flowing through us. Listen, it's him flowing through us. Just a couple examples. Through the Spirit, we've all got this. Everybody's got this. Did you hear? Everybody listen. Everybody say, I got it. Okay, this is what you got. You've got love. You've got joy. Well, I'm not happy today. I don't care. You've got it. 
You choose joy. I was talking to, I was talking to a lady at uh, Walmart just the other day. And I said, well, how are you today? She says, I'm choosing to have joy today. And I said, you are so right. We choose to have it. We have it. We choose to use it. I have peace. I have patience. I have kindness. I have goodness. I have faithfulness. I have gentleness. I have self-control. I've got all of that. Lord, give me patience. I am sorry. He already has. We've got these. So when circumstances and situations in school, when circumstances and situations come up in your life, what do you do? You move in the power of that spirit that you've got. Young people, please put your phones down and stay with me. You'll need this. You move and you flow according to what's inside of you. And you allow. You've got self-control. You've got patience. You've got knowledge. You've, you've got all this. Now, there's another one in here that you can have. You've got it. But he only uses it when he wants to use it, not you. That's, that's those things that God gives you in the spirit realm. That's words of wisdom. When he wants you to have a word of wisdom about something or situation, he will give it to you. You just have to be sensitive enough and practiced enough to step out when he gives you that wisdom. Words of wisdom, words of knowledge. You know, you know, you know the answer to a situation. You have no idea what's going on, but he gives you that. You say, well, I know people that really have got that. We've all got it. But when he flows through you is when you've got it. And he moves through you in knowledge. He moves through you in faith. He moves through you in healing. He moves through you in miracles, in prophecy. All these things come forth when he picks you to use it. You've got it. But he said, no way, I'm just going to flow through them because they're sensitive and that person needs help. It goes all the way down to tongues, interpretation tongues, which we don't have a lot of that here. And that's because we're all believers. Tongues is for the unbeliever. Now, the, the tongues that you, you pray in the Spirit is for every believer. But in a, in a meeting like this, tongues, and then you should have an interpretation. If you don't have, then you're out of order. We could get into that later. But it's all part of what God's give us. I have trouble taking care of the fruit of the Spirit. And that I know I've got. I mean, yesterday, the situation at the, at the track meet... My fruit was bouncing inside of me, and I was going, because I knew what was taking place was misunderstood by everybody. So I had to, I had to, now Brad's bold enough to say, no, 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 his foot's, her foot's caught. I didn't even say that, and I seen what was going on. He's mercy motivated when it comes to that kind of stuff. You mess with kids, you, you're going to see the anointing flow through. Because he'll protect anybody and everybody. That's just what's built in. We're all so different. But see, my point today is we've got all of this. And you're, somebody out there right now is saying, I know, Pastor, you say this all the time. Are you using it? My job is to throw seed out. Throw seed out. I can't change anybody. I tried. It don't do any good. They don't like me and. I'm not trying to change anybody. I'm just trying to give you seed so God can change you. Because man, has he had to do a work in me. When I got diagnosed with cancer, I, inside, I was a mess. Especially when all the biopsies come back and I knew it was so severe. 
but yet I had a comfort that he'd give me. And I had an understanding already in Scripture that he'll take care of me even if I die. So how do I get through it? By what's in me already. I went straight to my counselor. Okay. I have been taking my vitamins regularly. I have been trying to eat real good and now here I am. And he said, yeah, that's where you are. But I'm here and I'm going to take care of you. It's the same with any situation you all got. When you recognize I lost my temper, just, Lord, I'm sorry. I need your help. Holy Spirit, help me. The next time this rises up in me that I recognize it and I let you run my life and you take care of me. He is so wonderful. He is so marvelous. But we, we've got to recognize this world is flying apart, folks. So God is going to have to have a group of people that can live in the fruit of the Spirit and then operate in the gifts of the Spirit and help people get through what's coming down. 2 Corinthians 1.21 says, it is, God who, it is God who enables us, along with you, to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us, and the New King James says, He has anointed us. He has anointed us. Then in Romans 8.28, you all know this scripture. New Living, Tra- or, yeah, New Living Translation. And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God. How do they work? They work by what's inside each and every one of us. They flow. He's done the work already. He died on the cross for everything I'm talking about today. He sent. He says, it's expedient. He told his disciples, it's expedient that I leave. Because if I don't leave, you won't have what you need. What you'll have is I will send the Spirit of God back down here and everybody gets it. Everybody that believes. Everybody could have it across the world. Every 8 billion people could say yes to Jesus, but they're not going to. You say, well, Putin don't have it. Oh, I don't think he does either. Look how he's living. But he could. All he'd have to do is say, Lord, I'm so sorry for what I've done. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And all that stuff he's did wrong would be washed by the blood. That's how powerful this is. You've got that in you to change your walk, to change your talk, to to be in love with everybody. Just love everybody. That person that's beside you at work that drives you up a wall, you can can deal with that if you let him deal with that. You personally can't deal with that, but he can. He can and will take care of you. Team, come on up. I love that scripture, 2 Corinthians 1.29. It is God who enables you, us, along with you to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us or he has anointed us. I don't care what your gifting is. It could even be better if you recognize it. And like Jenny, Jenny brought forth these little devotional books for them. I promise you, if you do, if you do the 40 prayers that's in there, it'll change your life. And then when you get done with the 40th day, just start over again. Start over again. It's kind of like reading the Word. You read it. Well, I've read that. We'll read it again. And go back to John and read it over. I love John because John talks about the Holy Spirit all of the time. I love it. 14, 15, and 16 chapters. Oh, my goodness. He says, you abide in me 
and I will abide in you. Is your face? 
so, so, so thankful. Amen. The Hartman's visitation is tomorrow from noon to 2 o'clock. Service is 2 o'clock. I've got it. And it's going to be at the St. John's Lutheran Church in Bremen. Back in the way. So make sure and hug them them folks here with you. A tough time the last couple of days. Father, we thank you for everything. You are so very, very faithful in all that you do. You know, we know. We know that you're going to complete the work that you started in each and every person. And we thank you for that, Father. We trust in you, Father. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Call you blessed. You are dismissed. 413 teens and parents upstairs uh, in 413.